Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Well, shalom and howdy. Hi there, boys and girls and mamas and papas and everybody. It's Uncle Abe here, along with Uncle Ben Sion, Uncle Gedalia, Uncle Ruby, Uncle Menachem, and Uncle Eitan in the booth. And we're going to teach you a brand new song right now, something that's really going to be a machaya. So now you get ready, get your feet moving, pot your hand up, and here we go. Es Hashem, It's a shame, I'm a wrong. It's a shame, I'm a wrong. It's a shame, it's a shame, I'm a wrong. It's a shame, I'm a wrong. It's a shame. Ok. 
Okay, that was pretty good. Now, in just a few seconds, we're going to speed it up and really get you dancing. So now you follow along very closely. Stand up and get ready, because the Ezra's Hashem, here we go.
Jerusalem, I can still recall the first time I laid eyes upon your golden wall. Jerusalem, my own very name, brings the images of my year with you rushing back again. Jerusalem, my own precious stone, tells the story of the ancient. Jerusalem, when each step I take brings me closer to the one I knew and lets me see my heritage. From King David's tomb up to hearts of free, back to the hotel again. You know I will return, I'm going back someday to Jerusalem. Oh, 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 oh,
J.M. in the A.M. Bori Olam Bikinyan Hashlim Zabinyan. You saw a word ago before that the Chevra with Chizku. Eight Chaim done by Mordechai ben David. Then a bunch of songs. I just, um, <laughs> I felt like playing uh, again with uh, our dear friend Mayor Weingarten in mind. Jerusalem from Safam, Diasporas, Aziva Zimraska, Lule Hamanti, Esashem. Hashem, Uval HaOvdim, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this May 26th. It's the 15th day in the month of Sivan, the year 5781, Tavshin Pei 64 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 87. Clear tonight, low 61. Sunny tomorrow, a high 88. Yushalayim right now at 86. We're at 64 in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. So yesterday is obviously a difficult day for all of us, especially the uh, NSN family. 
Um, and of course, for mayor's relatives. Uh, yesterday in Brooklyn, New York, uh, his funeral took place. I had the honor of speaking at the funeral, something I don't take lightly. And uh, in a sense, representing uh, mayor's friends and thanking him for the uh, multitude of kindness that he showered upon us for all these years. Uh, today, mayor is literally en route to Israel. Um, our friends at El Al are taking good care of him and um, are bringing him to his final resting place. Mayor is literally en route to Israel. The flight should land around, I'm guessing, our time, around 10 a.m., I guess, around there. And uh, the funeral is um, a scheduled at the graveside in uh, Beit Shemesh at Eretz Achaim Cemetery at 7 p.m. Israel time. And I'm sure the Hebra Kadisha there, rightfully so, is going to make every effort to uh, make sure that the uh, mayor is buried on Wednesday and not uh, after Shkia, after sunset. It is something they take very seriously, even when there are no Avalim there on the spot for whom Shiva would be affected. It's something that the Hebra Kadisha takes very seriously in any situation, even without relatives. Uh, to try to um, uh, to bury somebody um, uh, before sunset, and um, and obviously to bury them as quickly as possible. So that's happening at seven p.m. <clears throat> I am asking, I am asking, and this was, and, and and this plea was only strengthened by what happened yesterday when so many people who never knew Mayor and only knew him through these airwaves, came to his funeral in Brooklyn, New York. I'm asking everybody on the other side of the world, my friends and listeners in Israel, please spread the word. Uh, you have another couple of hours. Uh, actually, more than that. You have more than that because the funeral in Israel is expected to start at, um, at noon Eastern time. So you have a few hours to get the word out and to spread the word and to inform everyone you can that the mayor's funeral is taking place in Beit Shemesh at the Eretz HaChaim Cemetery at the 7 p.m. Israel time. And all we're asking is one thing. Thank God, Baruch Hashem, we were in a position collectively through family and friends to take care of everything on this side of the world and to Baruch Hashem, um, a prepare uh, mayor for burial in Israel. Now all we ask is one thing, because this is the last thing that needs to be done, and that is to have as large a gathering as possible as a final kavod in Israel for our dear friend, Mayor Weingarten. So I am asking, and I'll ask throughout the entire morning, through social media, through WhatsApp, through whatever uh, you have that's in quote-unquote printed form, but you get what I'm saying. If there's a flyer, which there is already, with the information on it, please spread it around. Please put it on social media. And certainly, WhatsApp groups in Israel that include people that would have known Mayer or include people that worked with Mayer, include people that knew Mayer through these airways but never knew him, never had met him, please let everyone know. Uh, we would, If we didn't make every effort to make this 
this final goodbye to Mayer as large and as um, and as uh, dignified as possible. I mean, which that that's our desire. Our desire now is to do what happened on this side of the world yesterday. A a large, beautiful gathering with so many distinguished people um, to say goodbye to him uh, at the funeral here in New York. And now all we ask is the same in Israel. Let's let's gather a large, dignified crowd and um, and ask everyone to be there by 7 p.m. at Eretz Achaim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh. He'll be buried as close as they were able to uh, arrange uh, to his father. And um, and let us uh, finally, after all these days, uh, pay the final respects properly to Mayor in Israel. So again, I'm asking everybody, just as simple as, as forwarding emails and forwarding WhatsApp uh, messages, putting them in groups. Just please let everybody in Israel know that at 7 p.m. tonight in Beit Shemesh, Eretz Achaim Cemetery is where Mayor's final uh, funeral service and final goodbye will take place. Uh, and I thank you all for that. It means a lot to us. The people that came yesterday, longtime friends, business associates, admirers, rabbis, it just meant so much to us. And again, many people came over to me who had never met Mayer before, ever. They only knew him through the, through the only medium where you can be an intimate friend of somebody and have never met him or her, and that is uh, radio. There's nowhere else that this could happen. And to see it play out live and in person yesterday was just amazing. Simply amazing. (sighs) And let us know, my relatives and my friends in Israel that are going to be there today, let us know if you're approached by people that have never met Mayer but came to Beit Shemesh to pay their respects just because of all that he meant to them, how he educated them, inspired them, updated them. People who uh, cherish their friendship with Mayer even though they never met him. <laughs> I can't get over that. Amazing. Just amazing. 7 p.m. Israel time, Eretz Achaim Cemetery. We've announced a lot of events on these airwaves that we wanted to sell out. We've announced a lot of events that we've wanted to have capacity crowd. This is the uh, probably the most important one. As many people as possible in Israel to pay final respects to Mayor Weingarten. JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday. We are drifting back into our regular format. We do have a couple of conversations that will take place this morning. In fact, <laughs> this is a way to this is one way to turn the mood of JM in the AM. I think Yid with a sign is scheduled who's on Twitter and is hilarious. I think is scheduled for this morning, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so that that's gonna happen here at JM in the AM. And um, 
just checking my notes here. So I know I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, Rabbi Brander is scheduled um, for 8.30 this morning. We'll talk about the situation in Israel uh, in the aftermath of these mixed Jewish and Arab neighborhoods that uh, blew up to an extent uh, during the war, during the uh, most recent war in Israel. Um, so he's scheduled to join us, and I believe that's for today, and I'll just double-check that, and uh, we'll figure the rest out as we drift back into our regular format here at JM in the AM. It's a quarter before 7 o'clock. It's Wednesday, sunshine, high 87. Again, Mayor Weingarten's funeral in Israel, 7 p.m. tonight. Israel time, 7 p.m. tonight. And that is happening at the Eretz HaChaim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh. All we ask is that everybody be there to pay tribute to the great Mayor Weingarten. More coming up. It's a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Draw and paint. I like to wake up late, but I don't like to clean my room. I like when mommy bakes the challah and the cake. Sometimes I get to lick the spoon. I can get up and stand if someone holds my hand, then I can walk along my way. I like to talk to you, and when you listen to whatever I can all sing, we can all sing, we can all sing Biachar, Yachar, we're creating Biachar, it's a special harmony. We can all sing, we can all sing, we can all sing Biachar, Yachar, we're creating Biachar, it's a Family, sometimes I'd rather be alone away from everything. I like to be with friends and to connect with them. I like to feel that I belong. Feel that I belong. We aren't quite the same, but really that's okay. I know that we can get along. We can all sing, we can all sing, we can all. We're creating 
Sometimes I'm really brave, sometimes I feel afraid, and I don't always told a lie. Sometimes I fall and then I get back up again. Nobody's perfect all the time. I like when people see the good I have in me. We all can give it our own.
This is for you, baby.
America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web and AlchemSiegel.com and the AlchemSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. You know what that was from? Our Logbomer special, of course, with Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados. Psachli B from Waterbury. You heard Biyacha. That was Mordechai Shapiro. It's Wednesday, JM in the AM. If you're in Israel, remember, 7 p.m. Israel time tonight, Eretz Haim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jamin. Shalom, 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 Rav, Ba'ulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. Asano Rekevel, Duach Beitalia, Aitan Biran, Ben Chamesh, Nifza Kashev, Vaya Murdam, Umuncham, Mazit Raskut Akaron, Patach Larishona Teina, Bevetah Cholim Liladim Betorino. מדווח כתב חדשות החוץ טל שנהב. שיפור משמעותי במצבו של איתן שמאושפז בבית חולים בצפון איטליה, ולפני זמן קצר הצליחו הרופאים לגמול אותו ממכונת ההנשמה, והוא פקח את עיניו. במקביל חקירת הפרשה נמשכת, ומוקדם יותר היום השופטת החוקרת אמרה לעיתונות האיטלקית, כי שלושת החשודים בפרשה התקינו אמצעים מאולתר כדי לעקוף תקלה שאירעה יותר מחודש לפני האסון. שלושתם חשודים כי פעלו מתוך העדפת שיקול עסקי על פני בטיחות הנוסעים. בתוך כך בעוד זמן קצר ימריאו ארצה גופותיהם של הוריו של איתן, עמית וטל, ואחיו בן השנתיים תום, וכן סבה וסבתה של אמו יצחק וברברה כהן, אשר נספו באסון. שגריר ישראל באיטליה, דרור עידר, שנמצא בשדה התעופה מלפנסה שבמילאנו, שוחח עם אמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל. קשה לי מאוד. אני נמצא בשדה התעופה במלפנסה במילאנו, עכשיו הם לנגד עיניי 
מסדרים את הארונות. המטוס הישראלי אמור לנחות עוד מעט, אני אקבל את פני האנשים, גם המשפחה צריכה להגיע לכאן. נעשה טקס קצר של פרידה. עברנו פה טלטלה מאוד לא פשוטה. שר החוץ של בריטניה, דומיניק ראב, שמבקר בארץ, נפגש הבוקר עם השרים גנץ ואשכנזי ודן עמם בהפסקת האש עם חמאס ובמהלכים לחיזוק הרשות הפלסטינית. כתבתנו המדינית, מוריה אסרף וולברג. במהלך הפגישה האשכנזי הדגיש את מחויבותה של ישראל ושל הקהילה הבינלאומית להשבת השבויים והנעדרים. שר החוץ ועמיתו הבריטי דנו גם על הסוגיה האיראנית. לאחר מכן שר החוץ הבריטי נפגש גם עם שר הביטחון גנץ והשרה אורית פרקש הכהן. גנץ עדכן על תוכניותיה של ישראל לחיזוק הרשות הפלסטינית. עוד הוסיף גנץ באשר להסכם הגרעין עם איראן, ישראל תמשיך לשמור על זכותה וחובתה להגן על עצמה מפני כל איום. שלושה חודשים מביטול המגבלה על ריבית הפריים במשכנתאות, מסתבר שהציבור לא נהנה מההקלה. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי עם דוח בנק ישראל. הסרת מגבלת שליש הפריים בתחילת השנה שינתה רק מעט את תמהיל המשכנתאות והיא מהווה 37% במקום כשליש. הנגיד ירון והמפקח על הבנקים אבידן כבר התריעו בפני הבנקים באופן חריג שהם אינם מגלגלים ללקוחות את ההטבה ויקרו את רכיב הפריים במשכנתה. עוד עולה מהדוח כי חלה עלייה בנטילת משכנתאות בשיעורי מימון גבוהים של 60 עד 75 אחוזים. נקנה מזג האוויר וירימו בפנים הארץ, חם מהרגיל לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. Hine mato humanaim shevet achim gam yachad. Kolachai. Of all their songs, and of course it was Mayor Weingarten who introduced us to Kolachai, of all their songs, and they have a lot of them, that's the one that I think is most appropriate during this week. J.M. in the A.M. Before that, you heard Miami with Melech. Levachad was Yidel and Ashira done by Shalshelis to open things up. In the 7 o'clock hour, Wednesday, sunshine, a high of 87, more of the same for tomorrow. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 86. We're at 64 in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Um, I remind our friends and uh, colleagues in Israel that Mayor Weingarten's funeral is at 7 p.m. Israel time in the Eretz Achaim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh as close to uh his father as they were able to arrange and um 
meaning the plot is as close to his father's resting place as they were able to arrange. And um, it starts at 7 p.m., and we're asking one simple thing, and that is that as many people as possible go to pay final respects, pay final kavod to somebody who was our link in the diaspora to the state of Israel, who was our link to modern Jewish history, who was our link to the Hebrew language, who was our link to the precious prophecies of our of our uh, Nivim. Uh, it was Mayer who was on the front lines of all those things that were featured here and will hopefully continue to be featured in some way on JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. So please pay tribute to him. He deserves it in Israel because of the Ben Eretz Yisrael that he was even in Chutz Laaretz. Can one be a Ben Eretz Yisrael in Chutz Laaretz? We have our answer. We knew Mayor Weingarten. So I appreciate it. And spread the word, 7 p.m. Israel time. 7 p.m. today, Israel time. Eretz Achaim Cemetery, Beit Shemesh in Israel. And uh, I thank everybody who will be participating. JM in the AM, Wednesday morning, 22 minutes after 7 o'clock. And uh, I had mentioned that this was one of Mayer's favorite albums, the Voices for Israel double album. There is a song on the album from a group called Matovu entitled Vahafta Lareacha Kamocha. And if you heard the Hespedim, if you heard these speeches yesterday at the, the eulogies, yesterday at the funeral, you know how appropriate Vahafta Lareacha Kamocha is as a pasuk, as a passage, I should say, rather, <laughs> as a slogan to remember Mayor Weingarten. So here is that song at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Via Haftalarea Chakamocha, Wednesday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. And um, I know that uh, we keep an- I keep announcing this, but it's so important to me and everybody uh, to to. It became obvious yesterday that um, just in the course of of things, and I know that a lot of people out there know this from their own experience from the course of things. Um, it's hard to believe that certain people don't get information. You think that everyone knows everything or everyone knows this piece of information because it's so significant and it's going viral, etc. but it just isn't always the case. So don't assume people know. Just please inform them that Mayor Weingarten's funeral in Israel is at 7 p.m. tonight at the Eretz Haim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh. And we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Also, I'm going to ask everybody, um, and, and of course this week, um, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Mayor Nachum ben, um, ben David. I'm going to ask everybody to please include in your prayers, and we'll also dedicate Rabbi Goldwasser's words, for a refuah shalema to Golda Basara Rezel. Golda Basara Rezel, a young lady, is in need of Rufur Shlema. The doctors, Baruch Hashem, are very optimistic about her prospects, but the whole process is is very taxing on her and her family. So I'm asking everyone, when we say Rufur Shlema Bekarov, in this case, yes, of course, we're praying for her Rufur Shlema, but Bekarov, she should be out of this uh, pain and agony of all these procedures 
and um, treatments as soon as possible. Golda Bas Sararazel, Golda Bas Sararazel. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn, He used to say, Greater is one hour in tshuva, in good deeds. In this world, better than the entire next world. Rabbeinu Yonah tells a very interesting story from the Medrash Rabbah. Rabbi Yosef ben Yoezer, the great tzaddik, was being led to his death when Yoyakum, the Rosha, rode by on a beautiful horse. Yoyakum began to taunt him, Look at me and look at you. I'm riding on a beautiful horse while you, a tzaddik, are following me. Is this the reward for your fear of Hashem? Rabbi Yosef ben Yoezer said, if this is your portion in this world, can you only imagine what the tzaddikim are going to have in Olam Haba? With each passing moment that Rabbi Yossi was speaking, Yoyakam was more convinced of the simcha, the happiness of Olam Haba, that it was superior to any of the pleasures of the world. Suddenly, the Russia Yoyakam made a complete about face in order to get rid of his sins. He accepted all the four types of punishments that a court can administer. Rabbi Yossi called out, Within a brief moment, Yoyakam succeeded in preceding me to Olam Abba. How great is that moment of tshuva. Somebody once came to Rabbi of Stalin. He spoke to him in a state of despair. He told him, I have so many Averus Chamuros. I have severe sins. According to what it's written in the Svarim, I've already lost my chilek, my portion, in Olam Abba. Tshuva will not help. So why should I do tshuva? I give up. The great tzaddik told him, hurry up and do tshuva. Don't worry about any of your chashbonos. Don't worry about what you think, whether you can count on going to Olam Abba or whether you can't count on it. It says in Pirkei Avos, achas b'tshuva. Better is just a moment in tshuva, mikol chaye olam abba, greater than the entire next world. The Yid did tshuva, and when he returned his neshama at the end of his life, the great tzaddik said, because he never gave up, he was zoicha to chaye olam haba, life in the next world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Everyone must stand together and be strong forevermore. Young and helpless children, illness and confusion, please, no more. Old and lonely people, hunger, war and evil, please, no more. Now the time has come. Everyone as one forever Let his kingdom rise again, rise again. Cry no more Shine We need to see On the mountain of our shade And then we'll cry No more Yerushalayim J.M. in the A.M. Yaakov Shweki, of course. Wednesday morning, J.M. in the A.M. There are rallies that are taking place still, thank God. Um, oh, there are also rumors about a major rally coming up, major demonstration regarding the situation with the uh, random acts of anti-Semitism that are going on in this country. 
Uh, once we're authorized to make an official announcement regarding a major rally, believe you me, we will. But uh, as of now, apparently, uh, there's nothing confirmed regarding a, a major rally that's supposedly being planned. Um, but nonetheless, there are communities that are stepping up and holding individual rallies because sometimes when you want to get things done, you just have to slap something on the calendar and get it done. And um, that includes the one tomorrow night that's happening out in uh, in Woodmere. And I will get you that information in just a moment. Literally just searching for it on my, uh, on my phone here. I want to apologize to um, Yid with a sign and uh, AIM humor. Um, they, they were scheduled for today, nothing wrong with that. And um, I thought I could pull off a conversation about Jewish humor and the brilliant, brilliant Twitter feeds that they have, which are so entertaining and so wonderful. Um, but that uh, at the moment, I, I, I say even I only because I think I'm an expert at, at mood changing on the air. People have pointed that out over the years. Uh, but I just I can't do it this morning as we um, continue to focus on, on Mayer and the fact that the funeral in Israel is going to be taking place later today. So I've asked both gentlemen, uh, Yid with a sign and Aim Humor, to join us next week when I can laugh properly and, uh, and give them the, um, the attention that their brilliant uh, satire deserves. In fact, it was funny as I was just, I, I wanted to make sure I had all the information correct, so I went to um, Aim Humor's Twitter feed and he wrote... Uh, a day ago, he wrote, uh, there were two types of kids in camp, those who hung around in the infirmary all day and those who were good at sports. And for those of you who are old camp monk people, and some of you were there at the funeral yesterday, Mayor would always tell me, <laughs> Mayor Weingarten would always tell me how how everybody was on the field playing sports, and he would be in the camp office reading the New York Times. <laughs> so... So it's just funny that I stumbled upon that as I was looking up uh, the information on Yid with a Sign and Aim Humor. So I thank them for their indulgence, and we'll have a good time with them. Please, God, next week here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast. Here's the information. Um, the rally uh, the rally that's taking place is going to be in Cedarhurst Park. I said Woodmere before. It's Cedarhurst Park. Uh, this coming uh, Thursday, that's tomorrow night at 7.15, I am actually going to try to be there. Um, I, I actually wanted to be at the Livingston Rally this past Sunday, and obviously after the news Saturday night, that altered my Sunday schedule, so I wasn't able to make it out there. I want to go to the communities that are slapping these events on the calendar themselves because, frankly, National Jewish Leadership is doing nothing. So I want to um, try to be at some of these, especially where we have – you know, major presence, Baruch Hashem. We know that the, the Livingston area, the Metro West area, um, is tuned into us. And, uh, you know, if Bergen County or if, um, uh, you know, the five towns or other areas that are heavy listenership areas, um, you know, are holding rallies like this, I'd like to go out and acknowledge them. And I hope to be there. I will try my best to be there at 7.15 tomorrow night in Cedarhurst Park. Uh, we dare not be silent as our community is targeted by violent anti-Semitism. Cedarhurst Park, Thursday, May 27th, 7.15 p.m. I ask everybody, the same way I'm asking everyone in Israel to, to, to bring a mayor's funeral to capacity, I'm asking everybody in the five towns and beyond 
You could be in Far Rockaway or Queens or whatever. Come out tomorrow night, 7.15. we got to make our voices heard. Um, there's only one way that the government officials and our police departments are going to take this seriously, and that's if we take it seriously. It's the only way, especially these days. Um, so 7.15 tomorrow night, Cedarhurst Park. I hope to see a lot, a lot, a lot of people there. And, um, and kudos. Do I have the whole list? Uh, I don't know if I have the whole list in front of me of all the different sponsoring organizations, but certainly between today and tomorrow, we will acknowledge all of them. Um, so please, um, please, if you're anywhere near the area of Cedarhurst tomorrow night, 715 Cedarhurst Park, and call a Kavod to Metro West um, and the rally based in Livingston last week, the estimate I got was between two and 3,000 people. That is a really, really impressive showing. Um... So, again, whatever you can, if you're in the Five Towns area, we hope to see you tomorrow night. And I, I hope to be there. I hope to be there and acknowledge the grassroots effort that's taking place and acknowledge the local leaders that are uh, playing a role, taking an active role to get things done. Uh, yesterday we were reminded that um, – reminded. I, I had the honor of reminding everybody that one of the things Mayor did here was he t- took great pride in Israeli artists who were mainstream artists who uh, were drifting into Shirei Tfilah, Shirei Kedushah, uh, who were drifting into the what we would call the real Jewish music scene, uh, which always gave him tremendous nachat. It gave him a, uh, a special feeling that um, Israeli artists, because of their tradition where they grew up, even if they're not religious, they were... They were, you know, understanding the significance of our tradition, our scripture, and putting music to the words, etc., etc. And that was something that was really, really important to him. And um, and he would always feature, you know, different artists who would uh, who would do that. But in addition to that, in addition to the effort to bring those mainstream Israeli artists to our attention, the ones who were doing that. He also had a knack of, uh, the, as we know from Kolachai, of discovering and predicting um, what the next trend, so to speak, in Israeli-slash-Jewish music would be. And uh, as someone pointed out yesterday on the app, he was the one who told us years before that this gentleman Yishai Rebo is um, is going to be something unique and special and very very popular. With that in mind, we'll do a selection from Yishai Rebo here on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast at JM and AM. Thank <laughs> you. 
One of agony and glory Of a mission to uphold mm, And you're essential to this story A letter in its sacred scroll And it's not just allegory When you embrace your place and role You never find yourself in a situation That you cannot undo So let your letter shine unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care And it's never, ever too late For any Jew, anywhere Every soul's a holy letter Every family word, a community, a sentence, each voice it must be heard. And 
to the letters that rose up in smoke We must do more than say never again And be the eternal letters of hope For our children and for them And you know you never find yourself In a situation that you cannot undo So let your letters shine unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care I know it's never, never, never too late For any Jew, any Jew, anywhere There's a home we must build together To heal a fractured world The dignity of difference we must treasure In our deeds and in our words Live with faith in our future Be the leader you were born to be And the day will come much sooner When we'll all live in harmony You never find yourself in a situation That you cannot undo So let your letters shine onto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and Ladies and gentlemen around the world, Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados. But sail shakai is slonan. Amal Hashem Bachsi. Umetsudo siilokai, the tachbo. Yoshe visay sail yon. But sail shakai is slonan. Amal Hashem Bachsi. Umetsuta siilokai of tachbo. Lo siro, the pachalailo. Who met Sutosi and Lokai of Tahboe? 
So that's Hakol, so, and this song is also called Hakol. Hakol Yeducha.
J.M. in the A.M., one of our great recent mornings. And as I said yesterday, our dear friend Mayer was a big fan of Diaspora. Hakol Yoducha, before that, before that Yoshev, you heard Ruvi New with It's Never Too Late. And Yaakov Shweki in there with Cry No More. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Um... How ironic, and, and again, I remind everybody, the, the funeral for our dear friend, our Haver, our staff member, our brother, who was taken from us suddenly on Shabbat, uh, Mayor Weingarten, his funeral is tonight at 7 p.m. Israel time at Eretz HaChaim in Beit Shemesh, the Eretz HaChaim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh, 7 p.m., please spread the word, we want the final kavod the final respects for Mayer to be as large and as dignified as possible. So please, those of you out there who know of people that would want this information, please make sure to get it to them. It's happening in Israel tonight. How fitting that our first guest, our first, and this is a coincidence, this is a total coincidence, our first guest um, post the uh, passing of our dear friend Mayor Weingarten, who was synonymous with Israel, is a Daron Peretz, who of course uh, leads World Mizrahi and is Rav Daron Peretz will remember with me, um, Mayor's father, uh, David Weingarten, my father, Rabbi Zev Siegel, were giants in the Mizrahi movement. Mayor, of course, carried on that mantle during his uh, during his life, a life that was cut short this past Shabbat, and has always been an incredible voice of um, Zionism and bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. And we had invited Rav Daron on because on Monday um, they were in the midst, World Mizrahi was in the midst of an amazing campaign, a fundraising campaign 
with, again, all the yeshivot and seminaries in mind, uh, something that, that Rav Daron and everybody at World Mizrahi has been doing an amazing job at, especially during COVID, doing whatever possible for the yeshivot and seminaries. And we wanted to help participate in the campaign, but uh, obviously things changed for us this past Shabbat, and um, uh, we rescheduled Rav Daron uh, from Monday till today. The campaign's over, but Rav Daron will provide for us an address where people can still contribute if they want to be part of the effort uh, to support the yeshivot and seminaries in Israel. Harav Daron Peretz, an absolute honor, as usual, to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you very, very much, Nachum, and an honor and privilege to be always to be part of your show. We still remember, amazingly, the wonderful time when you came here in the 50th with Miriam and made such a difference to our whole event, uh, both in terms of the, the launch of the 3,000 people at, uh, at the, uh, the Jerusalem uh, International Conference Center, and then during the course of the four-day mission, it was really special, and I'm so glad to any time have an opportunity to be on the show and to interact with you. I'm happy, so thank you so much for having me part of it. I appreciate that. That, of course, was the historic Yom Yerushalayim, and it, it's difficult this week, as you know, Rav Daron, for me to speak about Yom Yerushalayim without speaking about our dear friend, Mayor Weingarten. Uh, he was the epitome of Yom Yerushalayim that week, and you were, of course, way too busy that week to know this. <laughs> but that week, when we did the show on Yom Yerushalayim from uh, the porch at Eishat Torah, overlooking uh, Harabayit, uh, Mayor was on from the United States, uh, doing what he did for us every single year, including two weeks ago for Yom Yerushalayim, and that was, uh, you know, taking us through. The battle for Jerusalem, with all the recordings and all the Harabayit Biadenu and all the chauffeur blowing of Rav Goren, etc., etc. So he was such a major uh, part of that. And and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe our most recent pre-COVID Yom Yushalayim special you carried on the on the Mizrahi feed uh, when you did the special Yom Yushalayim programming uh, for the world audience. So. Essentially, we've we, we've we've all been partners in the effort to remind people about the uh, holiness and the uh, desperate need to hold on to Jerusalem. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I must be honest. Unfortunately, I didn't uh, know uh, Mayor Van Gotten very well, and I've heard unbelievable things about him. And now from you as well. And I'm really, really sorry that I didn't know him better. And what a huge, tragic, and sudden loss it is. So, Do you, know, uh, you know what you just reminded me of? You know what you just reminded me of? It's so, and, and, and your words are obviously so appreciated. You just reminded me that I had a note to myself that we must include Mayer now in Hamizrahi magazine. He had, such, wow. he had such insight into Jerusalem, Israel, the Hebrew language, the bridge between diaspora and Eretz and Medinat Yisrael. I said to myself, "What wow. a what a no brainer! We have to we have to include his articles in Hamizrahi, and of course, the truth is, maybe we will transcribe some of his amazing works, especially when we get around to the next Yom Yushalayim, and and hopefully we'll be able to partner uh, to help spread the word. And of course, in in advance, I'm thanking you for that, Harav Daron. I I don't know when you picked up this mantle. It seems like you've picked up a lot of mantles over the last few years since you took over with World Mizrahi. How did Mizrahi all of a sudden drift into the area of being there when necessary for yeshivot and seminaries in Israel? Yeah, so you know, you know uh, a couple of things, you know. 
obviously in, uh, in, in every crisis, there's a tremendous opportunity with all the obvious challenges of a crisis, with challenges come opportunities because it's often a shirat kalim where you have a chance to relook at things and, and you've got to somehow operate differently, A, to respond to the crisis at hand. And then often beyond just the crisis, it creates vistas of opportunity to operate differently. And I think one of those opportunities happened a year ago with uh, COVID, with the fact that many yeshivot and seminaries uh, in Israel uh, encountered lots of problems. So I'd just say, firstly, part of the Mizrahi mission, any uh, movement aspiring to be a global movement, a global religious Zionist movement, has to believe, which I fervently believe, that one of the, the critical success factors of Mizrahi world movement has to be how successful are, is the gap year experienced in Israel. If roughly speaking, there are three to 4,000 young men and women coming every year from, let's call it the broader Mizrahi world, from around the world, right. if they're coming for a gap year experience, quantitatively, are the numbers going up? And how is the qualitative experience? We all know 40, 50 years ago, not many people came to gap year experiences, and, and, and it's, it's just totally mushroomed. So, the engine, I believe, of the, the, the leadership engine of, uh, of the diaspora jury, so much of it comes out of these incredible young men and women who come to Israel every single year. Many will stay on in Israel and go on to leadership roles, and many go back to their communities, to campuses and stay on in their communities. And these are the creme de la creme. And uh, we need to do everything as a global movement to ensure that these experiences in Israel, the institutions which run them and do so much incredible work, and the students themselves are... Every deserving student is able to come, that the quantity, nobody should not come because of, uh, of finances, and, and uh, uh, number one. And number two, it should be the most transformative experience that it could be. So we always believe that. And in the last six years or so that I've been at Mizrahi, well, Mizrahi, this was always one of those critical success factors that was on our strategic plan. What then happened was COVID. The, it all was born out of the fact that the, the Jewish agency went through enormous budget cuts and some of it adversely affected the Massa program, which handed out right. uh, you know, scholarships to, he you know, handed out scholarships. Right. And there was an outcry because so many uh, institutions are affecting hundreds and hundreds of young men and women all of a sudden did not have the same level of subsidy and their participation was in question. And that creates an opportunity for us. We realized there wasn't a group which was able to represent them, galvanize them to the Jewish agency and bring them together in front of Massa and say, hang on. Uh, you know, we can't just take a million dollars out of the budget. I understand there isn't budget. What can we do about it? And thank God through a lot of Seattle Deshmaine lobbying, we were able to restore the vast majority of that money and engage in a matching initiative where we, we would fundraise, whatever the difference would be, we would fundraise that amount together with the Shibot and Seminaries, and we, we could access, uh, you know, the, the vast majority of funds which had been put back in place. So essentially, the, the, the budget cuts as a result of COVID gave us the opportunity to go and lobby for and create an advocacy group for them. Right. And amazing things come out of it. And All right. then the second thing, which is just, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there are, a couple of, there, there are a couple of additional points I want to make, but I'll, I'll let you finish first. But, but, but my first question is, what was the campaign a success? Originally, we wanted to have you on in the midst of the campaign and really get involved, obviously, but we were derailed a bit. But as you look back at the last few days, was the campaign a success? Yeah. So, well, firstly, unbelievable. I was just firstly asking, answering the question, how do we get involved in it? Right. How we got involved in it was through this petach of, uh, of need, which was created a year ago. Right. But then uh, a year ago, we also did a fundraising campaign, and we raised far, we, meaning we, we did a fundraising campaign with the Shibos and Seminaries to raise as much money as possible for them. We managed together with Cause Match, our amazing partners in this process, 
done an unbelievable job to raise over $5 million, just wow. over $5 million last year. This year, this year, as I've just looked at the site now, it's on $5.7 million. Wow. So $5.7 million. Over 15,000 donors worldwide have contributed to the different yeshivot and seminaries. And, of course, each yeshiva and seminary has operated this in a way that they have approached their friends and graduates and donors, etc. What we have done, we've created the umbrella campaign to create the buzz. We've called it a Kimitzion Torah, supporting the yeshivot and seminaries. The most, in Israel, the transformative gap you experience, no one should be left behind. So our role was to galvanize, bring together, create a buzz about it in the media, to do social media campaigns as well, because people are more likely to give when there's a buzz going on. Yep. People feel they're part of something much bigger than them. So thank God, as of today, I think the site's still open for a couple of days, even though the campaign is sort of a, the main part is over. $5.7 million has been raised, and we are absolutely uh, thrilled about thrilled about it, and are, are so appreciative that it's, uh, it's 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 done so well. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, I have it in front of me now. Uh, the Mizrahi Cause Match Campaign, five point seven three five million dollars total amount raised for all campaigns. It's a win-win, everybody. It's a win-win. These Shivot and seminaries are uh, are benefiting, and again, the strength of uh, our schools, the Mizrahi type schools in Israel. Uh, are is just getting uh, stronger and stronger with the support that they're getting. As Rav Daron mentioned, the campaign is officially over, but this link, this site, will remain active for the next couple of days. So if you want to contribute and be part of World Mizrahi Day, a couple of days late, of giving for Yeshivot and Seminaries in Israel, you could just uh, go to causematch.com and search Mizrahi, which is what I did, causematch.com, search Mizrahi. Again, right now they're at 5735 thousand dollars. Rav Daron Peretz, who of course leads World of Mizrahi, is with us live via telephone. Rav Daron, there's another piece that I want to um, mention regarding all this. Sure. And that is that, and this is not at all, and I hope people realize that I'm being sincere and truthful when I say this, because I've, I say it often in reference to the Mizrahi movement, because it's had many iterations over the decades. Um, this is not at all a criticism of prior administrations. Every era is different. But in your era, you have been able not only to galvanize uh, the groups that you would expect to be under the banner and umbrella of Mizrahi, religious Zionism, you went ahead with this whole COVID situation and invited all the yeshivot and seminaries in Israel to fight alongside with you and really, you know, with you under the same umbrella uh, for the funds that are necessary and for the different things that are necessary, policy change, et cetera, right? We had to get students into Israel, policy change, et cetera, during this. And I don't know, you know, there are different, like I said, there's different eras in Jewish history. Thank God we're in an era where where you're able to build bridges and people accept the, the, um, uh, the gesture, you know, to build a bridge and to work together. So I think that's also an additional factor we should point out this morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also, yeah, I think also the fact that we've all been in the same boat during this crisis. You know, so many incredible things have come out of it because everyone was in the same boat. The, the, the budget cuts were the same for all of the different institutions, and uh, the need to get into the country was the same for the institutions, and the ongoing need to navigate the challenges of this last year has been the same for everyone. So once you're involved in something, you know, then, uh, you know, try and make it as broad as possible and let everyone benefit from it because, you know, then in there, there's a I think it really has given an opportunity, and I think so much good has come out of it. There's also, you know, the 
the Igud of the Shibot seminaries as well, which was also created out of this, which has added so much value in different ways. And, 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 and I think so many good things have come out of this, which I think is, I mean, I just look at the WhatsApp groups that I'm on with, Heads of Yeshivot and Seminary on, on so many different levels, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you and know, they never, yeah. they never felt part of a network before. And you've created yeah. a, a network for them, which is so vital. We, we, are, we, yeah. are, we are greater, it is greater than the sum of its parts. When, when, yeah, when, exactly when, right. And, and that's what you've created, and I think that needs to be recognized. And again, the outreach to other groups has to be recognized. Uh, you know, there's not, yeah. there's not always a consensus. We know how, you know, we know how, how our community works. There are those yeah. there are those who don't make an effort to reach out to those who may have different philosophies in Hashkafot, and there are others with you know who and there are those who have other Hashkafot and philosophies who wouldn't reach out you know to those you know from the Mizrahi angle. So I th- I think that yeah. that the, the achdut that's being created. And by the way, here's my greater point: it's not just COVID. It, we we see what you do with the magazine and who you invite to participate. Some of the people you invite to participate are not known as the epitome of religious Zionism, but they have something to add. They have something to contribute to the discussion about Israel and the discussion about Jerusalem. And I think that's why, you know, it, the COVID was not just a coincidence. It wasn't just about money and finances. I think because of your attitude, you were able to, to, to you know, reach out and, and include everybody because you've demonstrated that effort before. That was, that's no, my no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, I also think that, you know, religious Zionism can be a very broad tent. Right. Meaning, what, what is religious Zionism? You know, there's some people who may be more Zionistic than religious, there's others who are more religious and a little less Zionistic. But right. many people would feel that they're deeply committed to, uh, to aspiring to live a life of uh, Torah and, 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 you know, and, uh, and Kiddush Hashem and Shmirat uh, Torah Mitzvot. And at the same time, are committed to the land and state of Israel. Yep. And uh, and one has to create as well, you know the, the I think you know we've the, the I say that the two I, I often repeat you know that the only two things in the Torah which are ever called a morasha and an active inheritance so certain of the the uh, commentators point out that it's called a morasha not a, a, a not a yerusha not a yerusha yerusha is something that you inherit um, you can inherit it. Um, um, you can inherit it um, passively. A morasha is something that has to be bequeathed to you, and you have to be lahorish. You know, you got you receive it from others, and you give it over to others. The only two things in the Torah which are called a morasha, an inheritance for each and every Jew, is the connection to Torah, Torah Tivalan Moshe, Morasha Kilat Yaakov, and Eretz Yisrael. It says that Hashem promised in the beginning of Parashat Va'era, the Hevetes Hamed Aretz Hashem Nasati Zadila Tetot Halachet Morasha Ni Hashem. I promise to Aaron Yitzchak and Yaakov and your forefathers and mothers to give you the land of Eretz Yisrael. And we know what Yisurim we just experienced the last number of weeks of just the Yisurim, just to have our place yeah. under the sun, uh, and, and what we've endured through Hamas, an internationally recognized terror organization, which is not aspiring to any type of coexistence, but only to, as the charter says, and I've reinforced, and the head of Hamas said again this week, is the Jewish people do not have any legitimate right to any part of the land of Israel. And yet the only two things that the Torah clearly says is the Yerusha, the Morasha, the, the spiritual inheritance of every single Jew and Jewish throughout the generations is two things, a Kesher to Torah and a Kesher to Eretz Israel. And it's after these two things, which is the great challenge of our, of our generation, ignorance and assimilation and losing people through their lack of connection to Jewish people and Torah. And secondly, our legitimate right, which we've had the privilege in the last 73 years to return as a sovereign collective to the land of Israel. These are two great opportunities. And that to me is the core of religious Zionism. It's how do we bring the Torah 
and our values, which are, you know, our Torah values, uh, with its connection to the people of Israel, the land and the Torah, how do we bring that all together? And those are the two great opportunities of Jewish destiny, which through Hashem's grace have been presented today. That's what we're struggling over. And that's our mission to try and be irrelevant in, in those two areas. Ah, Rav Daron, you're so amazing. Um, Rav Daron Peretz with us. At, at the risk of now, you know, <laughs> spending the entire hour with you. Uh, um, <clears throat> one of the things we're learning as, as you and everybody in Israel went through the most recent attacks from Hamas and saw the damage um, and, and the loss of life to, to our brothers and sisters and the riots in the quote-unquote Jewish-Arab neighborhoods of Israel. And now, frankly, what we're seeing here in the United States, we're, we're starting to look like some of the European cities where people have to think twice before, if they look, yeah. if they look noticeably Jewish before going on the street. I, I, think, I think one of the themes from this conversation that's developing is that we only have on, on each other to depend. Obviously, we ultimately depend on the one above. But yeah. but we're gonna be we're gonna be fighting this fight alone if we can reach a consensus and have achdut more achdut than division it's to our advantage. Yeah, there's no question. There's absolutely no question that um, at the end of the day, I mean, Chazal say time and time again that so much of the uh, in fact I saw recently the Maldim says it on Oseh Shalom Yirmav Huya Oseh Shalom Aleinu and Os Hashem Ozla Moitei and Hashem Yerechem of Shalom. Ultimately, says the Maldim, as, as so many different sources indicate that when there's internal shalom. There's a klimach zikbracha that we're somehow able to find a place within Jewish destiny for all of us and, and, and can somehow find a way to get on. That's, uh, that's the key. I mean, it's crazy in Israel today, as, as you know, in the last yeah. two and a half years, we now, yeah. you know, there, there, could, there could be a fifth election. There's still, no matter how you cook this pot and no matter how you swing left or right, no one has a majority. And people having to rely on all types of political combinations that have never been entertained before because simply there isn't a clear majority to either side, either because of ideology or personalities. And 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 uh, and then we have this, uh, you know, then we have this constant reminder, uh, you know, of the enemy from without, which often galvanizes. And I think, unfortunately, Nachum, one of the things we saw the last two weeks is how divided so much of, you know, also American jury is about coming out with clear statements because the the whole sort of PR machine and the whole controversy around, uh, you know, around uh, what happened with, you know, Israel and its defensive war against Hamas yeah. is, you know, we, we can't even talk as one Jewish voice because there's so much complexity here. But we have to find a way. We have to find a way that the community can somehow find room for each other, resolve differences, be able to go together. Because, uh, as you say, uh, you know, uh, we, yeah. We have to rely on each other, and we have to uh, we have to create that internal unity. And once there's that internal unity and shalom, then everything will stem from that. And that is the hardest malocha before everything. And uh, that's that's same. That's same. No question about it. Uh, anybody who wants to participate, even post facto, in the Yeshivot and Seminaries campaign and strengthen the uh, Mizrahi Yeshivot and Seminaries in Israel, you can go to causematch.com. Campaign's officially over, but Rav Daron is leaving the link up for a couple of days. For anybody who'd like to participate, again, we would have been much more active if we did this earlier in the week, but anybody who does want to participate, you still have a chance right now. Go to causematch.com, simply search Mizrahi, and you'll see the success, thank God, that the campaign has had so far. Rav Daron, yeah. Rav Daron before I let you go, I have to add one more thing, which you'll, you'll love this. I have a feeling you'll love this. 
Yeah. Yesterday, I had the honor of being um, of presenting a eulogy in memory of our dear friend Mayor Weingarten, and mm-hmm. and I I ended by saying to Mayor, I said that in a very emotional moment, obviously, I, I said to him, it was not supposed to end this way. And then I quote, I'm quoting myself now, we planned on being together in Jerusalem on April 16th, 2048, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, the 100th birthday of the state of Israel, the way our fathers were there 100 years earlier. Rav Daron, you're going you're gonna to think I'm crazy. But I want to put this on the calendar for the Jewish world. <laughs> I'm not. And I, yeah. uh, Mayor, you know, it's funny. I once heard an interview in Israel when I was in Israel. I heard an interview. There was somebody trying to make an effort to have the 2048 Olympics in Israel in honor of the 100th anniversary of Israel. And, and I told this to Mayor. It was a serious discussion, like, you know, on one of the morning shows in Israel when I was visiting. And I told him, and of course, he thought it was, you know, it would never happen, et cetera, et cetera. But then I said to him that. Um, 2048. We have to start planning. We have to start planning. 100th anniversary, Yom Ha'atzmaut. All Jews from around the world have to try to be in Israel for the big celebration. Now, Mayor won't be with us, obviously. I mean, he'll you know he'll be with us, but not physically. Uh, but Rav Daron, I'm asking you, as much as as crazy as this is, <laughs> we have to put it on the calendar. And time goes by quicker than we think. And we have to encourage young and old to make plans decades from now to be in Israel a hundred years after the big day. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I knew you'd absolutely. go for it. I knew you'd go I'd for say, it. <laughs> I'd say two things. There's two things about, obviously, the, the dichotomy of life in general. Then the one hand, you have to, you know, sh- uh, you know share a to shuva shemet shivatsun hayin kuchomim. You've got to dream. You've right. got to envision the future. You've got to plan for it, etc. And at the very same time, as it said in Yiddish, you know, immense lacht and got trust. You know, immense trust and got lacht. You know, you you plan, a man muses and Hashem, a man plans. How's it go? A man plans and Hashem muses. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, life is so unpredictable. And uh, as you said with Mayor, and uh, you had these big plans and things change. Yeah. And we should all, all of us should have the gesund and the health and the and the all the good things to be able to get there. But one thing we know is Hashem. Lawman Israel, that's where Klal Israel is heading, Bezrat Hashem, and to have that belief and planning and and and, and dreaming of, of you know of that day of of a hundred years, a century of a of, of a modern state of Israel is unbelievable, and we for sure have to be dreaming and thinking really really big, and then at the same time knowing that Hashem has His plans, and then we plan for the you know you the 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 uh, the, the ongoing challenges of of the you know of life and, and and how things change and all the variables but we have to have it both ways life has to be planned to think forward and envision and plan and uh and uh you know and work towards the future and then at the same time live in the present with all of the challenges you know they say about by the way about the israeli army that because the variables in israel are, are so are so fluid both the political and military variables that, you know, uh, things change so much that the Israeli army now in its strategic thinking, as opposed to having one particular plan, they're constantly planning for multiple variables, meaning what's always put before the, the strategy of Tzahal is five or six different eventualities, that you, you've got to con- continually prepare for different eventualities because you don't know how it's going to, so even when you plan for the future, you've got to plan in such a way that it could go in so many different directions. So it's almost, uh, you know, this way of, of, of dealing with this dichotomy. Yes, plan for the future. We don't know what the future holds. So at least on the way to the future is 
plan in all the different ways. So, all right, somehow, so one, so one, Jim, I agree with you. Let's so one, have the big vision. Yeah. So one, so one second, one second. Now, now I'm going to put the pressure on you of their own. Now I'm going to put the, <laughs> now I'm going to put the pressure on you. Do we have a commitment that you'll join us for the Yom Ha'atzmaut special 2048? Or are you going to be way too busy that day? No, I have a commitment. <laughs> all being well, this is all able and well to be there 2048. There's Russiaship in 27 years time. There's Russiaship. Call on Kavod. All these days to be there. Uh, always a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you. A dashcham to everybody in Aretz, and thank you so much for continuing to lead us during these very challenging times. Thank you so much, and again, thank you to you and everyone at the Nachum Siegel Network. We really appreciate our partnership and all the amazing things you're doing for Klal Israel. We thank our partners also in this campaign. Cause the message, we've done an unbelievable job right, working true. together with Shivot and Seminaries, and all who are working at Mizrahi and in, and in our local branch in the United States, RZA, uh, you know, Mizrahi USA, led by the Executive Vice President of Ari Rokov and all of those involved over there, and all these Shibos and seminaries in Israel which are involved in this campaign. We should, all of us, as Rabbi Shem, and all of Klai Israel, should see after the Shemaya and be well, and please God, only good things for Klai Israel and for, indeed, all of humanity. Hope to see you soon, and hopefully it'll be in Jerusalem. Thank you, Rav Daron. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Rav Daron Peretz, our leader, World Mizrahi. Amazing, amazing, amazing man. April 16th, 2048. I could see Mayor rolling his eyes right now. <laughs> April 16th, 2048. Let's all, first of all, let's all pray that we're healthy and able to be there, but let's all plan. Let's all plan to be in Israel for the 100th anniversary of the State of Israel. Yeah, you have to dream. And Mayor and I spent a lot of time dreaming, and a lot of those dreams became reality. I don't want people to think that there was so much unfinished business. We did have a lot of dreams and things we wanted to implement that we spoke about all the time, but um, we, we did we did a lot. We got a lot of them done, and hopefully many of them will continue. Wednesday morning broadcast, a reminder that our dear friend Mayor Weingarten is being laid to rest in Beit Shemesh, Eretz Achaim Cemetery, at 7 p.m. tonight, Israel time. Please, if he inspired you, if you knew him, if you didn't know him but he inspired you, try to be there and let's make his final kavod, his final send-off as large and as dignified as possible. 7 p.m., Eretz Achaim Cemetery, Beit Shemesh, tonight in Israel. They will... Um, they will um, Lay Mayor to rest as close as possible uh, to his father. The closest plot that was available to his father is where he will be uh, for eternity, uh, fittingly. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Wednesday morning, you're listening to JM in the AM.
Shame in the AM Wednesday morning. A reminder, the uh, funeral for our dear friend Mayor Weingarten, 7 p.m. Israel time in Beit Shemesh at Eretz Achaim Cemetery. Please spread the word in Israel. There are a lot of people yesterday in Brooklyn who never knew Mayor and came to the funeral because he inspired them through these airwaves and was their friend, and they built an intimate relationship with him over these airwaves over the last 30 years. They had never met him, and there are people probably in Israel uh, who fall in the same category. So the more we spread the word, the more people uh, will come and pay tribute to Mayor in Beit Shemesh at 7 p.m. Israel time tonight. Well, I'm going to do to Rabbi Brander what I just did to uh, Rav Daron Peretz in terms of the um, the dream that Mayor and I had. I'll I'll, I'll ask Rabbi Brander uh, if he also uh, if he also um, is a is aboard for this one. We'll see what he has to say. Rabbi Kenneth Brander, of course, is the president and Rosh Yeshiva of the Artura Stone Network of um, of uh, schools and institutions. And uh, just a moment ago, off the air, Rabbi Brander acknowledged uh, two of the most important things about Mayor Weingart. Everyone focuses on what he did here, and obviously, we know what he did here. Uh, but we we were focused in our conversation on his humility. And his menschlichkeit, well deserved. Rabbi Brander, an honor as usual to welcome. Oh, all right. We'll wait for Rabbi Brander to to check back with us here at JM in the AM. <laughs> I didn't realize that we had lost him on the phone line. We'll give him a minute to check back in. A reminder: tomorrow night at seven fifteen in Cedarhurst Park. That is when. Uh, the rally takes place for the five towns. You know what I've been saying. You know exactly what I've been saying about the uh, situation. Jewish leadership nationally is not doing much regarding what's happening uh, with these random attacks on Jews, so we have to act, and grassroots efforts have to be created. 7.15, Cedarhurst Park tomorrow night. Okay, I, I believe our Brander's back with us, and we will... Ask him the same question we asked of Daron Peretz. And as I just mentioned, Ray Brander and I, in our conversation off the air a moment ago about Mayer, uh, we didn't focus on all the things he was accomplishing here. We know that, and you know that as an audience, but we were focused on his humility and his menschlichkeit. Well-deserved. Rabbi Kenneth Brander, pleasure and honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And uh, indeed, it's, uh, it's a loss for not just the Nachum Siegel Network, but really for World Jewry, because he really promoted important values for all of us. And he did so not only with a clarity of vision, but with uh, a menschlichkeit and an edelkeit. I, I can't thank you enough for saying that, and I know what Mayor's reaction would be if he heard it, which I'm sure he is hearing. And, um, and on his behalf, I will just say that it's so appreciated, and Baruch Hashem, so many know exactly what you mean and agree with you wholeheartedly. And before uh, we get to our conversation, Rai Brander, because our focus is going to be on some of the recent events in Israel, uh, I do want to put the same challenge to you that I just did on the air tour of Doron Peretz a few minutes ago. I ended my eulogy yesterday of Mayer by reminding him uh, that we had planned to be in Jerusalem on April the 16th of 2048, Yom HaAtzma'ut, the 100th birthday of the State of Israel, the way our fathers, Rabbi Zev Siegel and David Weingarten, 
were there 100 years earlier. So I ask you, Rabbi Brander, we should all live and be well. Will you be able to join us for our Yom Atzmut special 2048, or are you going to be very, very busy that day? I will please, God, join you as long as you make sure that uh, anything that you serve can be uh, consumed with a straw. Ah. <laughs> what a what a way of what a way of putting it. Uh, although I must tell you that there are some rabbinic leaders in our community, Baruch Hashem, who have reached ripe old ages. I old, I should say old, with what I'm about to say, and it's amazing the vigor and the. Uh, and the strength that they do have. So, Rabbi Brander, I'm going to say the following. As much as you're convinced that you might need a straw, I'm going to wish that you're going to join us that day with tremendous strength, vigor, and celebration for the state of Israel. <laughs> I will definitely be there with tremendous vigor and celebration. I'm just not convinced that I won't need a straw. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Rabbi Brander, um, one of the reasons that I wanted to discuss what happened, one of the things that happened in Israel during the most recent war and obviously one of the most disturbing, not, not that it's good that there are, you know, rockets coming onto the border towns of Israel, not that it's good that our army has to, you know, be prepared to give their lives in, in order to save us. Uh, but the component of this war that was that was even more frightening uh, was the riots that were taking place in quote-unquote Jewish Arab neighborhoods. Lud is one of them that has been cited. Uh, people have been talking about Haifa, Arad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all over the country. And uh, one of the reasons you have a perspective on this is because of the Artura institutions uh, that are based in uh, in the Lud area. So, I mean, what could you tell us? What could you tell us about what it is to be a Jew and live in a quote-unquote mixed neighborhood today? Well, you know, I, I would like to just focus my comments on Lud. I think they're representative right. of other comments, but that's the one I really have some knowledge of. Right. So wh- when these uh, when the missile attacks happened from external enemies, so obviously we were concerned. We have five thousand students. A lot of them were like like at least seventy percent of Israel were in harm's way, and we moved to a Zoom paradigm for the non Gushetzion schools. Uh, and the non-Jerusalem schools, so that they could be continue their learning, including in Lud. What happened was we started learning. They were the women, the 40 women, uh, who are in that program where they study for a year or two before either serving in the army or Shirut Lumi. Um, they continued to learn uh, because of making sure that they were in safe areas. They continued to learn uh, over Zoom for the first few days, and then things started getting really challenging in Lud. Uh, just to give you one example, we have uh, one of our uh, uh, Rabbi Niot, one of the teachers, is please got eight months pregnant, still, thank God, pregnant. Uh, and she left to be with her parents, with her family, and uh, her next-door neighbor, her Arab next-door neighbor, which she has a, you know, in quotes, a wonderful relationship with, uh, let in people into their house and destroyed their house, uh, only to be continued by incinerating their car. So both the car was totally incinerated and their apartment totally trashed. And then when the when the uh, sirens went off to run into the shelters, and many of these are community shelters, many of their neighbors uh, who were throwing stones actually had to run into the shelters still with stones in their hands. Um, and it was a very jarring experience because we have really worked 
towards what we call du kiyum, to have a mutual respect and engagement with our neighbors. Um, And it became a big challenge. So, of course, the women at Midrash at Lindemann Wood didn't want to leave because this is their home. No one should tell them to leave. And, you know, unfortunately, they're much more courageous than me. (laughs) And at the end of the day, I'm responsible for their safety. So two or three days into the riots, I basically um, suggested, in quotes, but really demanded that they all leave. Um, And I think on the the Wednesday before uh, Shavuot, um, they left. Um, and then they came to Lindenbaum, Yerushalayim, uh, for Shavuot, and and thank God returned immediately after the ceasefire and are fully engaged in their learning again. Part of their responsibilities are also part of what they do is they volunteer in the community. So they have very much work to help the families who now have to basically tend to very trivial things, but to make sure their homes are rebuilt or that, uh, you know, they get their their physical lives in order. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been helping with their children, whether it's babysitting or house-sitting or things of that nature. The women have been doing that. In addition, some of the nurseries are run by uh, a ganenet or multiple, uh, you know, nursery school teachers who don't live in Lud. And they're too afraid to come back. So on a rotation basis, since they're also full-time learning, they're on a rotation basis. They're staffing the nurseries at this point to help make sure that the families in the Ramat Eshko area of Lud are being taken care of properly. So um, they're doing, uh, you know, their national service uh, in between Many hours, I mean, mamish, vegisa, bo yoma, velayla, they're learning day and night, but they'll take a few hours during the day to help the community, and uh, the 40 are on some type of rotation. Um, We never used to have, like, full security teams, uh, but now, uh, you know, through the time they're in the base medrash, there's a full security team outside. We haven't shied away from them engaging in the learning. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing what a few days of rioting can do to alter people's lives, huh? Yeah, and then I could just add one more point because I think it's sure. maybe not as politically correct, but I think it's very important. First thing is it's very important. You know, there were people who it wasn't just stuff that was destroyed here. That's the easiest thing. Right. First of all, the government is replacing most of the stuff. Right. It's important for people to know that right. the government has a protocol. The second thing, but the people had invested years, decades of their lives of trying to create a society in which there could be mutual respect. Right. And, and, and the ashes, that, that the smoke that that finds itself in now is much harder to reevaluate and recreate. That's number one. The second thing is, there were people who, who who died in these in these riots, both Jews and Arabs. Um, and the heroic thing that I'm seeing is, you know, you had you had a Jew that passed away, uh, that was murdered. Let's call it what it was, um, and yet donated organs to both Jews and Arabs that needed it, and vice versa. 
you had an Arab that was murdered or shot, um, uh, not by Jews, but was shot. Right. And also family decided that the organs were going to be donated to both Jews, particularly to Jews, right. as well as well as Arabs who may need them. I think that that just shows, you know, the glimmer of hope in this in this in this time of of, of tragedy. And while I think it's too early and the wounds are too deep and too raw to discuss a renewal, I think that there is, believe it or not, still that interest of without retreating, you know, my father's a Holocaust survivor. He was thrown out of Poland. Right. We're not getting thrown out of wood. Right. No one's throwing us out of wood. That's not happening. Right. In fact, we're going to build Madrash at Lindenbaum Wood stronger. I told the women from Lud, I gave a shear to them on Shavuos night um, in Yerushalayim, and I said to them, you don't have to worry. Lud isn't going anywhere. We're not going to have less students in Lud. We're going to have more students in Lud. We're going to make sure that Lud is stronger and safer. We're not retreating from Lud. No one's retreating from Lud. But I think it's important because there's some news that I'm seeing where people think that the people of Lud attack the Arab community. That's not true. There were there were vigilantes who called themselves religious Jews uh, who came into Lud afterwards and attacked Arabs. But they weren't the good people of Lud who have selflessly moved uh, into the periphery of Israel to make a difference for Torah, for the Jewish people, and for the state of Israel. They were not part of the vigilantes. They were there. To, they just took, took care of dealing with their challenges. They, they don't have the capacity to pick up a stone. Um, that's not who they are. Yeah. But there were vigilantes who came in afterwards, and we have to separate them, <sighs> even though they look very similar. Yeah, understood. Right, Kenneth Branders, of course, with us talking about the situation in Lud, um, the Ortora Stone Institutions, and how they've handled the situation. Um, I, I, I would guess that the approach to public safety, or at least the safety of Jews in areas like Lud, as you described, and I'm not. This is not a criticism that you've made a decision of how to move forward. I, mean, I, I would not want to be in your shoes when having to decide between safety of our, uh, you know, students and faculty, and uh, and also our desire to maintain a presence where we deserve to be and, and believe we should be. Uh, but the future, the question is, what's going to be. Um, you know, down the road is, and and you did, you know, you're you're sort of indicating that because of the 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 terrible scars of all this, you know, getting back to the to dialogue and friendship, if you will, or some type of association with the uh, non-Jewish communities of that area or non-Jewish neighbors of that area is going to be a very very big challenge. Can, can this genie be put back in the bottle? Can we get to a point where? Where this is where, where where what happened over the last couple of weeks are are viewed as isolated episodes and can be put in the past moving forward. And not, you know, we know each other for I don't know, close to forty years. Yeah. So um, and please, God, we'll be meeting in the hundredth anniversary <laughs> of Jerusalem. So it'll be a lot more than that. Israel, yeah. And uh, uh, I've yeah of of Israel <laughs> and and you know. Um, I think that I have benefited from your optimism and learned from that, and I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that we can find a way to be safe, 
secure, not naive, but to weed out the bad elements and to try to create for the future of our children, for the future of my children and my grandchildren and for the future of your children and your grandchildren, a way to end the civil unrest within this country. Because that's not that's not a healthy way to live. There's one thing to have, you know, there's one thing to have enemies all around you, and there's one thing at a moment's notice for your base medrash to all of a sudden be called up that all of, that all of your students that are in these units that you're not supposed to know about, like blowing up uh, the terrorist tunnels and all those other things, all of a sudden they're. One morning they're in night in the morning seder, and the next day they're in uniform, and they're no longer at morning seder. So true. Right? So, so, so you you know, uh, hopefully you'll never get a, you never get accustomed to that. But okay, that's that's the gift. That's the price you pay for the gift right. of sovereignty in Medina Israel after I mean, two thousand years. So and, true. And, but but civil unrest <sighs> uh, within the country itself. I mean, when I walked to Lindenbaum. Jerusalem, which is 20 minutes from my house in Katamon, I, I, for the first time, I, I had a, I had a, I had a, an escort, an armed escort. Now, didn't have like a big gun out or something like that, but I needed an escort. Man, you didn't want to be uh, alone. You didn't want to be alone, right? I, I, I personally didn't think of. You know, I, I'm not that sensitive to these issues, but others suggested that mm-hmm. walking at three o'clock in the morning was not in the best interest right. of safety. But the but the bottom line is that, that that can't continue. And we have to figure out a way to do that from a position of strength, not a position of weakness, from a position of strength. But strength is also a position of our, uh, of our ideals. And and right but right now it's too raw to discuss it. Right. But you know, you know I, I spoke to the head of no, right, I was gonna, I was going to say you work with Ari Riskin every day, and and strength of ideals is what he's always preached. And I always thought that he w- that he is so secure in his opinion on this. He'll be the first to extend a hand of friendship, the first to extend a hand of friendship, but he'll also be the mm-hmm. fir- also be the first to to defend the Jewish people and and deal and 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 understand what needs to be done to the enemy if they're trying to kill us. And I think that. I that that balance, which you're exhibiting, I mean, the way you're you're speaking, I mean, you're right on point, of course. But I think that that's the that that's the most sensible approach. And uh, and going forward, I'm going to sound like Goldo when I say this. Going forward, it's sort of up to the enemy to decide which direction they want to go in. Right, and I think going forward, we have to. I don't think you can extend the hand hand if you're not extending it from a position of strength. Right, because if you do, it'll get crushed. Right. I think the only way you you can extend the hand if you do it from a position of strength, right. and therefore my responsibility is to make sure Madrasha Lindenbaum load is strong. My responsibility and their the students' responsibility and their eager desire more than responsibility is to help the community there get back on its feet and the particular families, and to engage in Torah study in Lud, which has been part of our tradition. For thousands of years, there has been a Jewish community in Lud. Right. Uh, you know, the Gemara discusses the car- the Pesach Seder that happened in Lud, and the discussion of the Carbon Pesach that happened wow. in Lud. Wow! Um, so, so wow. we're not we're not st- we're not stepping away from that. Right, but we have to try to do it in a way that uh, that maybe we can you know still try to engage, but we can't do it without being strong because. 
then then it puts it at, at harm's way, and, and no one's willing to do that. Always appreciate your uh, insight. Please stay safe, and uh, please uh, extend our best wishes to everybody at Artura Stone. Thank you, Nahum. Rabbi Thank Kenneth you. Brand, the Rosh Hashiva president, leader, Artura Stone, and... Uh, someone who really understands how the Jewish people, specifically the people who live in Israel, need to deal with reality and need to deal with destiny. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Um, I remind you, in these final minutes, Mayor Weingarten's funeral in Israel, 7 p.m. Israel time. Beit Shemesh at the Eretz Achaim Cemetery. I want to thank those of you who've been commenting on the app. Nahum, thank you for your eulogy at Mayor's funeral. It was a wonderful tribute to the passions and the kindness of an extraordinary man he is sorely missed. That is for sure. That is for sure. Um, <laughs> listener Arnie talks about our plans to go in 2048. <laughs> yeah. It's a plan, all right. As Mayor would say, it's a plan from Planland. That he, he would like to quote that uh, that odd dark comedy segment <laughs> whenever we would talk about plans. He would say, yep, it's a plan from Planland. Um, uh, this listener says, still today some of us feel we're only people who understand Eretz Kodshenu, Mayor Zal, and the network understand. Please, Nachum, try to keep the Israel show alive. Oh, boy. <sighs> We'll see what we can do. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be in the, the same Israel show without Mayor. We 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 will try to figure it out. Um, let's see what else. Uh, J. A. Mora, beautiful show again. Yashikach. I'm not surprised at the response of our people. Your listeners are a special bunch and really a kaleidoscope of Klal Well, thank you for that. Um, good morning, Nachum. I always loved listening to Mayor Olav Shalom for great information to share with my students. I still love telling the story of how Rav Gorin captured Hebron. Yeah, that is a good one. And Mayor would always remind us of that one. I think I read the story this year on Yom Hebron, the day after our Yom Yushalayim special. But yeah, he told he told them a lot better than I did. Um, listener Sima, from now on, whenever I listen to a Yishai Rebo song, I'll remember Mayor Weingarten fondly. I remember when he explained the words of this Yishai Rebo selection you're playing now. On one of his episodes, the explanation of the words give the song so much more meaning to me. Wow. Uh, this listener, good morning. Your eulogy was outstanding and very touching. Thank you. I arranged her a posting on the bulletin board of Holy Bagel in Beit Shemesh, notifying about Mayor's funeral, asking and encouraging all to attend. So now I know who that listener is. Thank you. And next time you're in Beit Shemesh, everybody, stop by Holy Bagel, where JM and the M will be playing. Wow. Thank you. Um, Kala says the pain of the loss of Mayor Weingarten is numbing. May Hashem give you the strength and comfort that only he can provide. Good morning from AJA Carpool 267. A week left of school, huh? Listen to Daniel down there. It's called Hashkacha Pratis, not coincidence. Oh, when I said about, uh, about Rav Daron being our first guest. Yeah, that is Hashkacha Pratis, that Rav Daron was the first guest. Post, uh, meaning outside of our own staff, post uh, mayor's passing. Yeah, no question about it. No coincidence. 
Listener Seema wants to get Mizrahi magazine mailed to her house. Okay, I'm going to make sure that Ari Rockoff gets that uh, information. And listener Seema will hopefully enjoy the incredible articles. Morris S. says, I never heard the term dashcham. I had to Google it. It means warm regards. Thanks, Nachum, for continuing to educate me always. Thank you, Morris. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, and I thank everybody for commenting and tuning in. 7 p.m. tonight, it's... Um, the uh, funeral and the final goodbye before he is laid to rest for our dear Mayor Weingarten. Uh, one last plea, one last plea, and I know I've said it a lot of times this morning, and the mayor would probably say, you know, you don't have to make such a big deal about this. Yeah, but that's the whole point. Because he would feel that way, that's why we have to make such a big deal about it. Because he would never be comfortable with all this attention, that I could tell you. Um, so I will say it one more time 7pm Israel time Eretz Achaim Cemetery Beit Shemesh Israel in a plot that is the from what I understand the nearest plot to his father David Weingarten of blessed memory that's where Mayer will be interred and uh, when we visit Israel next we will be visiting him there and um, a special thank you, a special thank you to the Chevra um, Kadish on this side, El Al, for their uh, careful treatment of the uh, mayor, uh, both before and uh, during his final journey to Israel. Everybody who has in any way been helpful over the last few days, anybody who attended yesterday, uh, we can't express to you enough uh, just how appreciative we are that um, so many came out and have been writing and speaking and um, remembering the wonderful Mayor Weingarten. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app wraps up a Wednesday here at JM in the AM tomorrow we are back between 6 and 9 a.m. Avrami will not be conducting the live lunch that'll be obvious when you tune in because he'll have a special message about mayor that will air constantly during that time slot he will of course be in Beit Shemesh at Mayor's funeral, and the live lunch will return tomorrow starting at 11 a.m. from this studio here in New York City. And Avrami will next be heard, please God, on Saturday Night Seagull, and then again uh, on the Tuesday live lunch next week. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, and uh, have a good Wednesday. Until tomorrow, it's Nachum Seagull reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.